0: Hey guys, Brody Swisher here. Welcome back to the Hunting Roots Podcast, brought to you by our good friends over at On I'm joined today by my son, Rimbo, and we're going to do a little recap from this past weekend's NWTF convention, sports show, all the good stuff over in Nashville, Tennessee. It was a great time. Rembo, we had a lot of fun, didn't we, buddy? Yes, sir. Let's get the conversation started. We've got Taylor Johnson going to chime in here, tell us about his experience. It's going to be a good one. All the latest from the NWTF show, what went down this last weekend in Nashville, a little recap. Let's get it on. All right, Rimbo, good to have you with me today, man. We had a big time in Nashville this past weekend for the NWTF show, didn't we?
1: Yes, sir, we did.
0: It was a lot of fun, man. And you and I and Easton went over the first day. Easton's out on the farm here doing something. I don't know what he's digging up. He's digging up plants or something, trying to replant some stuff and... We're going to let him slide. We'll have to chime in and let him chime in later on with what he enjoyed from the show. But three of us went the first day, and then you and I went back the next day. We didn't get enough the first time. We had some stuff to knock out, some people to see, things to do. So we went back for a little mo on the second day, and it was a lot of fun. But one of the biggest things – let me just ask you this. What do you think was the biggest thing happening at this year's show? Like, you look at the show, be it a person – Product, what was the biggest thing that caught your attention at this year's show?
1: Mossy Oak, they had, they had a big space.
0: Yeah, mm-hmm. big old booth. Yeah, they've got the, the premier spot, and I mean they are the official sponsor of the convention, I guess. So it it is goes without saying that they would have the most real estate in the building, right? They have a ton to space, space but they're also there peddling clothes, man. They got all kind of pretty much their whole Mossy Oak store is there on display, all the garments and the goods and the clothes, all their camo, turkey vest, all the stuff is there. And so they're right there front and center. When you walk in the door, that's the first thing you see. But what was one of the big things this year that they were launching That everybody was fussing about this year. All the attention, all the hype was on one product and one product alone, for the most part. What was it?
1: Mr. Fox.
0: Mr. Fox and the Mr. Fox what? Uh, Turkey vest.
1: Turkey vest.
0: Yeah, Mr. Fox turkey vest. And you can't scroll through social media in the week prior to or since the show and not find people talking about this Mossy Oak, Mr. Fox turkey vest. and. Mossy Oak did an incredible job building it up, creating lots of hype on it. Man, they honestly, they, they did good. It, it lived up to all the hype. And Talking about the Mr. Fox Turkey vest, hey, let's take a minute, get my buddy Taylor Johnson on the line. He camped out. He was one of the guys that camped out for it. I want to get him in here and share the story, so let's get Taylor in here and hear what he has to say. Taylor, how you doing, buddy?
2: Going good, buddy. How are you, man?
0: Oh, man, we're doing good. We're doing good. Off to... A big start this week, and just getting back in the routine after a busy, busy few days. I know you were in the kind of the same boat, man. All oh, that yeah. stuff going on. So, man, I wanted just to hear your story. I know we talked briefly as I met your wife and your other kiddos. I met your little dude uh, last year at turkey camp, but it was good to re- meet yeah. the rest of your family. And we talked yeah, briefly man. about that event or about your the ordeal you went through to get this much coveted mr fox turkey vest from mossy oak but i I just kind of wanted to hear how that went down for you and and what that looked like and and uh you know mossy oak pulled it off as far as all the hype for this event and for this launch and this release and for this whole uh this whole you know vest deal and and there's you know as anything out there you know you hear people they were so excited, and then you hear the guys that are coming along and like, oh, that's crazy. I'd never pay that for a vest, or I'd never do this <laughs> or that. And, you know, it's always the same person, you know, that just spent $1,000 on a on a Sitka outfit, you know, turned around and say they wouldn't spend, exactly. you know, money on a turkey vest. And so each his own. But, man, tell us kind of how that went down for you. you. You bought your vest on the second day and, and kind of explained to everybody – what that looked like and how Moss handled that with each day, the release of vests and everything, and kind of tell us about yeah. your experience. Listen, man, I listen, you're right about the hype. And, and, uh, I mean, I bought in Hook,
2: Line, Sinker, and when you know it's about a little over a year ago, or maybe right out of a year ago, you know, Moss started talking about a Mr. Fox vest, you know, and last, last turkey season, you know, they had several different, uh, Several different people kind of toed around the prototype for the Fox vest, and yeah. and uh, and just knowing, you know, how coveted, you know, the the Bob Dixon vest was in the early two mm. thousands, and you know, I was just a, you know, I was just a kid, you know, I was, I don't know, ninth, tenth grade, and so, yeah. um, you know, I was, you know, neck deep in mossy oak by that point, but even still, I didn't understand anything about the Dixon vest, and, and nor did I even know who he was because I didn't really even truly start turkey hunting until, until around then. So, yeah. um, but knowing now, what I know now, you know, I, I mean, I'll be honest, man, I, I look at least at least once or twice a month on eBay for a Dixon vest and have for a long time. Cause I'm like, mm-hmm. man, it's just such so rich in Mossy oak history and yeah. turkey hunting history. And, and, you know, in terms of turkey hunting, I mean, Mossy Oak, uh, you know, they, they care that they carry the torch in terms of conservation and research and put money and resources and attention yeah. towards wild turkey research. And, and obviously for everything that Mossy Oak believes in, you know, I'm right on board with it. So I've always been a big proponent of, of Mossy Oak and love their camel patterns, obviously. But aside from that, man, I'm, I'm just a diehard turkey hunter. I'd rather turkey hunt than do anything else. And yeah. so I get, I get snake bit with turkey season, man, when it, once the calendar flips to, to, to the next year, man, deer season is is switched off for me and I'm already yep. thinking about turkeys. And so knowing that it's been hyped up and talked about for a year and they have kept it really buttoned up and close to the vest for a long time, I, you know, uh, I knew an announcement was coming. And so when the announcement finally came, they were going to have 1,944 of these, uh, Mr. Fox vests, uh, because of the year he started turkey hunting, I was like, man, the chances of getting one of these best are going to be slim to none because, you know, there's going to be so many people trying to get their hands on one. And I didn't know how much they were going to be, where they were going to sell them. Yeah. I didn't know anything. And then, you know, about a week or so before, maybe two weeks before the convention, they finally shot out an email to everybody basically saying, you know, we got 1944, the first 100 of them are going to be auctioned off. Uh, and then they were going to sell 400 at the NWTF and they were going to, uh, uh, last weekend. Yep. And then they were going to sell, um, I think on March, I forget the date, uh, March 11th. May yeah. I think 12th. it's
0: the 11th. Yeah. I was hearing yeah, that.
2: At, yeah. At West Point, the Mussock store, they're going to do a, a big sale there. A big, I think that's, I think that's opening day of the juvenile season, I believe for Turkey season. So okay. it's going to be a big shindig down there. Yep. Um, yeah. And then, and then whatever's left over, they were going to sell the rest on the Moss Oak store online, in addition to uh, the unnumbered uh, vests. Right. Um, and so, I was like, man, I'm, I'm fired up. They're going to be 450 bucks, which is a lot of money, like what you're saying. But when you consider what the money's going towards wild turkey research and conservation, when you consider how how well made it is, and yeah. you know, it's it's, it's hand stitched leather you know, I mean, it's the attention to detail, I mean, it's so well made. And so I was like, man, I've got to have one of these things. I've been telling my wife for months, like, man, I'm going to do anything I can to get my hands on one. So I was kind of freaking out though, because I had planned uh, to go Thursday morning, the first day they were going to sell them at the convention. But I had a meeting Hmm. that I could not get out of. And I was trying to think of every moral and ethical way to lie without lying (laughs) to get out of this meeting. Yeah. right. and uh, i was like i don't don't know if i need to start licking doorknobs or come up with the sniffles or stomach bug or something i gotta do something to say that i'm sick but so i ended up sending daniel hayes a dm on instagram I was like hey are y'all gonna sell them because it said first come first serve on the email and i was like man they're gonna go through all 400 in about five minutes so i sent him a dm and he said no we're gonna do 200 the first day 200 the second day And i was like all right sweet so i can go to my meeting and then i'll go friday morning we'll hearing all the, all the commotion from, from Thursday morning, guys were getting in line at, at 7, 8, 9 p.m. on Wednesday night to get in line for the Fox Vest for Thursday morning. Yep. And so at that point, I sent a couple of buddies, uh message like, my hey, if y'all are coming, let's go together. And I had initially planned on, planned on getting there at like 2 or 3 o'clock in the morning. But I was like, you know what, because I live an hour away, roughly an hour away. And I was like, you know what would really suck? is if I wait to two or three o'clock in the morning and go and I don't get in the, in the, in the first 200 in the line. Yep. So I just told my wife, I said, listen, I'm going to help you get the kids to bed and uh, make sure you're nice and cozy in the bed. And I'm going to, I'm going to take the keys and I'm going to head on. So I took a camping chair yep. and I got to the, I got to the Upper Lynn hotel about 9 45, I think Thursday night. And, uh, and there was already a line. I got there at 9, was already a line and, and I walked up to the guy in front of me and said, all I need to know is are you number 200 or not?
0: Yeah, <laughs> yeah right. if you
2: are, I'm heading to the house. Yeah. And he goes, no, there's only about 75 or 80 of us. So I was like, praise the Lord. So yeah. uh, anyway, I just kind of camped out and hung out. I took my backpack and a computer and a Yeti with some water and a phone charger. Man, I just planned on hanging out as long as it took. And so they had planned on um, passing out the tickets for the vest about 7 a.m. But um, by about – Right at 4 a.m., there was over 200 people in line, so they went ahead and handed out the vests uh, or hand out the tickets for the vest at 4 a.m. So um, I got I got a ticket number, and yeah. and uh, when I was tickled pink and went home and uh, slept for about three hours and then uh, went and the kids had a half day of school and picked them up from school, and we loaded up everybody in the van, minivan, man. We head to the convention and got the vest. Yeah, man. The afternoon at the convention.
0: There you go. So the tickets, explain that to us as far as the tickets, that allowed you to purchase. Tell everybody how they did the tickets and what that ticket meant.
2: Yeah. So they, they handed out, uh, they handed out 200 tickets on Thursday morning and 200 tickets on Friday morning, basically having that ticket, have the Mr. Fox vest ticket basically reserved you a vest. Um, and so you get the ticket and, uh, And you, you go to the Mossy Oak booth, you hand in that ticket, and then that will allow you uh, the opportunity to purchase a vest. Right,
0: right. And so that ticket basically was their effort to make it fair to everybody. Yep. Uh, because, you know, there was a lot of that, you know, people thinking, okay, well, you know, they start selling vests at 11 o'clock on Thursday when the show opens. There's mm-hmm. easily going to be 200 people that are vendors and exhibitors and different things that are already inside the, the gates they could oh, yeah. buy those, and, and so it's not fair to the general public. So they came up with these tickets to say, hey, we're setting these tickets up 7 a.m. outside the outside the gate, outside the main entrance, yep. you know, and that way everybody, you know, it's, it's level playing field for everybody. And so that was a good mm-hmm. way to do that, I feel like. And um, it allowed, you know, again – the general public, but well, no matter what kind of pass you had, you know what I'm saying. You know, because mm-hmm. me, I, you know, I had a media pass, and I was thinking in my, you know, yeah, first thought was, yeah. So I mean, <laughs> we we have a media pass, and we can think, okay, we can get in an hour earlier than everybody else, and that was mm-hmm. kind of the thing. And that first played into my mind, thinking, okay, that's cool. I'll have a you know hour to get there and get on in, and and then of course that went by the wayside when they they did these tickets. So it was a good move for. You know, again, for everybody to have equal opportunity at yeah. that, and uh, so yeah, and I mean, I talked with Jesse at Mossy Oak. You know, the first day, and I think I told you, you know, she was like, "Well, you know, it, at six o'clock on Thursday morning, there was there was still some you know room in line." You know, I think we had one hundred and fifty mm-hmm. or so on on you know, Thursday morning, and so I mean, a guy that could show up at six o'clock could have could have got a vest and got in line or got a ticket. You know, and she was trying to encourage me, you know, for the next day. And, uh, but I, you know, I was just going back and forth from, you know, two hours away. And so just didn't have the time to make it happen on this run, but the, uh, you know, but in my mind, I'm thinking the office, I'm thinking, you know, it's going to be different tomorrow, you know, Thursday mm-hmm. in the morning, you know, there's some people there, you know, there's still some tickets available at six o'clock and the line wasn't quite full, but now you come to day two and it's the last 200 and now everybody knows what it takes. And they've seen this dude drive nine hours from South Carolina to get, you know, first in line and all mm-hmm. the different variables, they kind of up the bar. So I, my, in my mind, I'm thinking, no, oh, it's going to be way worse on day two. Now everybody knows you better show up the night before, and that's exactly what happened, yep. you know, and, and, you know, according to what you said, as far as, you know, 70, 80 people showing up at 10 mm-hmm. o'clock at night. And so. Well, you know,
2: listen, man, I, the, your, to your point a minute ago, that they did do it right and keeping it fair because there were, there were several guys, they were exhibitors and vendors who, you know, they – you know, probably and, and you know, if they were telling you the truth, they probably would tell you that they probably tried to work in a backdoor deal to sneak one, but Mossy Oak wasn't having it, I man. Mm-hmm. They wanted to keep it fair. And so they guys vendors, you know, several different companies who wanted in on one. And so, you know, there were some of them in front of me, some of them behind me. And yep. and uh and so they did. They they kept it fair. But yeah, I mean I had people in line. Um, you know, there was I'd say by by about midnight we still were only at about a hundred people. Hmm. Uh, and then slowly the, 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 later in the night or morning, however you want to look at it, it got, you know, people started trickling in and, and, uh, I'd say by about 3 AM there was probably about 160 or 70 people. And, um, and it's slowly trickling in. Cause there, listen, man, there's not a, you gotta be borderline crazy to get, to get there, you know, 10 or 12 hours before, you know, I only had to wait, you know, six hours cause they passed them out at four. But, yeah. um, but man, there are people who, who literally drove, like you said, from South Carolina, Louisiana, Florida, there's a guy from Nevada came to get in line just to get one of these vests. I mean, that's how much it means to some of these people and yeah. cause they are so rare and it's a piece of moss history and just turkey hunting history in general. Yeah. So it's, it's a
0: special deal. Yeah. So what did that look like uh, on Thursday night? What time did the first person get there? Did you ever you ever hear that? As far as what time the first person on the, on the second? Yeah, I lead? was told.
2: Yeah, I was told the first person was in line at uh, at seven, like seven o'clock.
0: I got you. It's about the same as the night before. Uh, uh-huh. Yeah, I got you.
2: But I had a but I had a buddy who uh, I was trying to figure out, kind of navigate how I was going to do it on uh, Thursday night. He got a vest Friday morning. And asked him, I said, well, what time did you get there? He, he He's one of those guys that he strolled up at 6 a.m. Yeah. And he got, uh, I think he got number 160-something. So, yep. you know, yep. you're right. I mean, it, on on the first day, there was, you know, there there's a lot of people in line. But, I mean, there ain't no way you could stroll up at yeah. 6 a.m. on Friday morning and get one because by 4 a.m., we, we had over 200 people in line Friday.
0: Yeah. So, the guy that shows up at 6 a.m., you know, you know, probably scratching his head because nobody's there. You guys got your ticket and everybody's gone, you know. and You know what I'm saying? They've all mm-hmm. uh, taken off and gone back to take a nap, whatever. And he's probably just sitting there thinking, what in the world? I, I'm either doing really good or really bad. What did that look like? Did you see any uh, when, when number 201 showed up? I mean, was there any... Did you, did you get to see that? Cause that's kind of what I was wondering, you know, when that, mm-hmm. that person shows up and they ask the question you ask, Hey, just tell me I'm not number 201, you know, or whatever, or, yeah. or four, I guess it would have been, you know, at that point, 401 or whatever it was. Oh uh, yeah. Did you see that go down?
2: I, I didn't see it exactly, but I had, cause I was trying to, you know, I was kind of posting some updates on social media, just saying, Hey, you know, we're, 10 a.m., and, you know, we're already 80 or 90 deep in, in line, almost at the halfway mark for yeah. the 200 for for, uh, for Friday morning. And I had guys sending me messages on Instagram saying, we're on the way. Do you think we'll make it? And I mean, I, I bet I had a dozen different guys, some other, you know, hardcore turkey guys, and, you know, they're freaking out. They're they're driving in from four or five, six hours away. And like, Do you think mm-hmm. we're going to make it, you know, midnight, 1 a.m.? And I was like, I, I don't even know how many people are in line. But you know the line stacking, and so there were, you know, when at four a.m. when they came out and they handed out the, the tickets, you know, me and my buddy, uh, we rolled out trying to go get a couple hours sleep and then come back, and yeah, and uh, and there were they were still when we were leaving with our tickets, there were people still walking up to get in line. So yeah. there's no doubt some people got their feelings hurt, uh, mm-hmm. but it's just a guessing game, you know. That's there's right. no way to know if there's 200 or not.
0: That's right. So you get there. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely, man, I wish I'd have known you were up there. I would have come up and just done the deal and and come and camped out just for hanging out and to catch up and man, we should have just done that and and we could have just we recorded a podcast right there. <laughs> that would have been a good time if I you know hindsight's twenty twenty dude, but I mean that would have been a lot of fun. We could just had a big old podcast going there right in the middle of the hallway, and uh that would have certainly been a good time, but uh yeah.
2: No, I was gonna say it was it was pretty wild, man. I'll I'll give it I'll give Oak credit for this too. Daniel Hayes and
0: three or four other
2: Oak, uh staff, man. They they were out there nearly the whole time. I mean, I would say by about midnight they showed up, um, and man, they just hung out with everybody in line, talking hunting stories and mm. just saying how how much they appreciate yeah. you know people uh, being in line to support Mossy Oak and Turkey conservation. And they just, man, they just hung out and they stayed the whole time. I mean, I was, man, I, about two 45, I got so daggum tired. I was like, man, I'm going to take my backpack, make a pillow out of it. I'm going to lay down on this concrete floor. And, and, uh, man, people were just zonked out and the whole time, man, that Mossy Oak crew, man, they were up, they never lay down. They never sat down. They just hmm. were hanging out saying thank you. And yeah, that just goes to show, man, how, and how much it meant to them. And, you know, it meant a lot to the people who were in line, you know, that's not just a product they're trying to, to sell to make a bunch of money, man. They, they really believe in it, it means a lot because of their granddad and, yeah, and uh, Mr. Fox and, and, uh, and, and the wild Turkey and the conservation. So it's yep. pretty neat to have them just hanging out, you yep. know, just fellow Turkey hunters. And, yeah, and, uh, so people were pretty appreciative of that. It's pretty
0: neat. Yeah, man. Well, absolutely. And that's, that goes so, so, so far, because I mean, you look at some of the critics, and you know some of the some of the critics that I've I've seen are just like, oh man, this is a money grab, four hundred and fifty dollar vest, and they're just trying to, you know, more money, more money. They're greedy, and it's like, dude, first of all, you have no idea that this is going to to conservation. This is going to efforts to further the cause for the wild turkey and and, and turkey mm-hmm. hunting, and 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 it just shows you these guys' heart when they do. You know, I mean, they they are going such you know to such lengths like you talk about just to hang out with guys and let them know how much they appreciate it because this is uh, like I said, man. This ain't about money. Those guys don't need money. You know what I'm saying? I mean, (laughs) for for somebody to say, oh, those guys are just money hungry, dude. Those guys ain't money hungry. You know what I'm saying? They've done well. Uh, They 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 don't need they don't need the money. They don't need the 450 Mm dollars. Don't don't flatter yourself thinking they need your 450 bucks it's about conservation, it's about helping the cause, it's about honoring Mr. Fox, and mm-hmm. that's what's so cool about it. You know, you know, you mentioned the Bob Dixon vest, and and that's one that, I'm like you, do, that's one that really hits home to me, because, uh, you know, I've shared the story, you know, a number of times, that Bob Dixon was very instrumental in uh, encouraging me in the ministry years ago. I met him at a game mm-hmm. dinner that we got a tag team on, we had a booth set up, and we're there, and, and he and Troy Ruiz came, and they were the main speakers, and I just remember, you know, Bob was sick at that time. I remember him up there, just bald head, and he was swollen up. The cancer was eating him up, and uh, but he he was there. You know, he he just, God was doing a incredible work in his life, and um, mm-hmm. him and Troy just shared on stage there, and, and man, afterwards I got to meet. Him. That's kind of right when I first started doing game dinners, and uh, just the whole outdoor ministry thing was kicking off for me, and uh, I, I just remember just the immediate connection, you know, that I had with two of those guys, and they were so encouraging, and, you know, swap numbers and, and, you know, I kept in touch with them and, you know, Bob was fighting that cancer for that next year. And, uh, it was about time they, you know, launched the, the Mossy Oak Bible. And, and he was so excited for that and so proud of that. But I just remember one of the last conversations I had with him, you know, him just saying, dude, this is all about Jesus. He said, at the end of the day, man, none of this other stuff matters. The camel don't matter. Mm-hmm. Uh, all this hunting turkeys, deer, as much as he loved it, he said, man, it don't matter. It's all about Jesus. And, uh, he was just wanting people to know. Yeah. He just wanted people to know, you know, he knew he was getting ready to meet him face to face. And so he just wanted to leave everybody with that and share his story. And, and man, that was so big for me is just because it's like, you know, that's so true. We're all running so hard, chasing after so much stuff. But at the end of the day, you better have it figured out. You better be chasing the King. And, um, and that's what he wanted people to know. And so, he was exactly you know right. yeah man he was just so supportive of of you know me and encouraging to me and so i'll never forget that you know broke my heart to see him go and and um so when they had that vest come out man i was out in montana i missed it i missed it. i was off the radar didn't have a clue mm. about it. i just missed that and so that's one to me There, there's just that would be just you know if i could go buy something and just do it you know that's one that would be on my list for sure and, and always keep eyes open for that but so Absolutely. I had that, con- yeah. So I had that connection with him, and and so I could see that. You know, I don't, I don't know, Mister Fox never have, but I, I love what he stands for. You know, I love uh, the quotes that we always heard growing up from him, and those are the things. You know, how solid is that? You know, just wise counsel, man, wise words, and um, you know, he's a guy that's been looking long term and he, he wants to do mm-hmm. those make those investments that long outlive him and he's doing that he's done that and that's what this vest to me is just honoring that you know his legacy and i'm I'm glad to see them introduce it before he is gone man that he can smile on that and share that and enjoy that dude i i can't thank you enough for sharing your story hey tell us about some of those side hustles i know you do some writing where can folks find your writing and in the work that you do
2: yeah man i appreciate it um so i do some writing um uh for jury outdoors deer cast so there's DeerCast. deer cast you know is jury outdoors big uh app you know there's all kinds of stuff on there from you know they have you know similar to onyx they have DeerCast maps that functions really similarly to them and yeah. they've got tons of you know all the old school jury hunting videos turkey and deer and more uh on there and, and in addition to all the new stuff there's all kinds of you know there's two at least an article or two posted every day there's yeah um, I don't know, eight or 10 of us writers that contribute to that. And so I do that, uh, write a few articles a month for them and
0: a few hundred bucks here, three or $400 there. And just that's that they mailbox of money, man. It helps out. It pays the bills, you know, when it comes to your travel expenses for hunting and, and that does mm-hmm. go a long way for your wife, man. When, when, you know, when they can realize, Hey, that money's not coming out of our bank account. That's that side hustle stuff. And it, it just makes it mm-hmm. a little bit better there. And, um, you know, it, it just makes them su- more supportive all the way around, and so those gigs go a long way, as far as I'm concerned. But absolutely. Anyway, hey, tell us about Instagram. What's where can fi- folks find you on that account?
2: Yeah, uh, you found me at uh, at, uh, at outdoors volunteer um, on Instagram. Yeah, just it's pretty much just you know all about deer and turkeys, primarily turkeys, especially this time of year. That's so right. it's just kind of a little a little bit of. Uh, sometimes I'll post, you know, some articles that I write. Sometimes it's just, you know, photos I've taken of turkeys or deer, or sometimes it's, uh, you know, a video or a photo of, of me or my kids, you know, hunting or something. So it's kind of a, just a, I don't know if I'd call it a, a, a a little kind of a virtual blog, but I, you know, I primarily do it just because I get to meet some really cool people through social media who share common passion and interest for, for the outdoors, for hunting and some friendships that I've. I've been able to make just from common interest and, uh, and through, through hunting and get to keep up with people like you who, you know, uh, don't get to see a whole lot, but you know, it's an easy way to get to keep up with folks and especially this time of year, man, it's fun and just get to share experiences and photos and any lucky hunts you've got, or, you know, fun fun stories. And so, um, anyway, but yeah, check it out on Instagram.
0: Yeah, man, sounds good. Taylor, can't thank you enough, dude. God bless you, brother. We'll be talking. we got to get a turkey hunt lined out this spring. We've been saying it for several years. We need to I know make it. it happen this year. I don't know. We'll, we'll get do it, together buddy. here, or there, or in between. So, appreciate Absolutely. you, dude. God bless you. Talk hey, to you appreciate soon. Appreciate you. See you. you. too. See you. Rimbo, what else? Let's get back to it. Talk about these products. Any products you saw, Remy, from the show that you thought were just really cool products? Anything that stuck out to you that you thought, man, that's awesome? Or maybe even some that were just like, oh, my gosh, that was horrible. The best and the worst. What do you think?
1: Uh, yeah. This company that was like Roots.
0: Oh, was that the worst? Yes. That was the worst. All right, so Hunting Roots is our brand. That's what we do. That's who we are, Hunting Roots. And there is there was this booth. It, 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 let's be honest, Remy. It wasn't bad. Probably You probably thought it was bad. Why? Because it was a bunch of girls? Yes. Selling girly stuff?
1: Actually, my least favorite booth was the booth just selling weird hats out of trap and stuff like coats purses and stuff out of trap like out of coyotes of fur. no dude there was
0: nothing wrong with that man that's good stuff furs we love furs we're trappers use,
1: use it for a hat like a skinned cap
0: they were you want a coon skin cap you'd have been cool with the coon skin cap but because they had other stuff and it was kind of goofy looking hats you didn't like that yeah all right so i i, I got you They were some of the goofy looking stuff and I think somebody had a loincloth in there on display. And, yeah, there's some weird stuff. Um, but back to the Roots thing. So Hunting Roots obviously is our brand. That's who we are. But the first day we come by this booth, and there's this booth called Roots. roots. And, and it's a big old sign, and it's a huge sign, maybe like a neon, sparkling sign. But it's all kind of lady stuff. And, they're, you know, it's it's nothing crazy. I think it's just – dresses and all kind of bedazzled this and bedazzled that um but the boys, you know obviously catches everybody's attention you know and there's they're in there but we thought it was the same group and it may be the same group that when we first walked by i mean my first year going through there you know not not my first year going through there, but my first year going through with these young guys my boys are there and they're having a the big time they're getting all kind of freebies man just having a big time getting good gear all kinds of stuff people throwing stuff and we turned to aisle and like i said it may have been the same booth i don't know if it is they've changed it up a lot but we turned to aisle and she says, cute camo panties and i'm like look dude i've got a 10 year old and a 12 year old they don't need to hear you hollering cute camo panties here at the show but that was the Roots booth, and I, like I said, I don't know if that's the same lady, but it's the same kind of stuff, a bunch of girly ladies' clothing and all that stuff. And so, you know, the boys were like, oh, there's Roots. They're trying to copy us. i like, Lord, no, they are not trying to copy us selling women's junk and all that stuff. And so...
1: They think it's coming back to your Roots of... honey,
0: <laughs> Coming back to your Roots of wearing nothing is what it was. It was you know, skimpy skimp. So, anyway, so we're going to call that the worst of the show the ladies stuff mm-hmm. we'll call that you put that in the worst category okay i'll let you call it it wasn't it didn't appear to be as bad as it was several years ago but it's just several years ago hopefully they ran them off it was stuff that didn't need to be out there for wasn't family friendly you know it's more like your camouflage and lingerie and stuff like that so we'll call that the worst what are some of your favorite things dude give me some of the your favorite products you saw calls decoys what was some of your favorite stuff i know you mentioned the puppy earlier you always like to see that puppies running around the show but what else any other products
1: for some reason you brought up puppies but for some reason there's like always these labs in a cage
0: yeah 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 there's always several dog breeders that have their pups there and man one of the cool things was and it has been for several years now is the apex booth you know apex ammunition and they are a, a a great partner for us and love those guys Heath and the crew over there, man, they are just knocking it out. I went by and Heath was in there. He's just in there rolling. I mean, just, it was the first day. It was when they first launched the vest and Apex did a deal where they had a a small batch of Mr. Fox loads to go with the vest. And and so, those guys were just scrambling, man. I, I laugh every time I go by there and see him just in scramble mode, just can't look up, can't hardly c-straight just spinning circles man and people everywhere that apex booth has been hot man selling that tss these last gosh i don't know four years or whatever it's been and uh, just one of the hottest booths there just just people eating it up i mean tss ammunition apex is right there at the forefront of it and game changer man and people know it they'll line up to get it and so that booth is always swamped love those guys apex ammunition who else
1: Mr. Fox uh, call at the Primo's booth.
0: There were a number of products at the show that were limited edition kind of items to go with the Mr. Fox vest. Rem, you mentioned the Primo's box call is one of yours. I know you talked about liking that, and I I was just seeing that here in my phone scrolling through. The Primo's box call, again, was uh, Mr. Fox edition. I know Rolling Thunder had, a, I think, a slate call. Uh, Cody Calls had a call that was going into that collection. And uh, some really cool stuff there if you get the whole Uh, package deal you got to go to those different uh, guys that made special calls for that uh, mr fox vest so good stuff there decoys man dsd had some killer decoys out they have you know they always do Uh, we use avian x decoys but avian x and dsd have both been just killer killer stuff when it comes to lifelike decoys Uh, dsd every year seems like they come out with some new pose uh, for a decoy this year i think they had a Oh, I don't know if it was a hen turkey preening or something. It was just, it was pretty wild stuff. Other stuff we saw, man, Tethered and the Hunting Public. We talk about vests. This was pretty much the year of the turkey vest. And, you know, obviously had the Mr. Fox vest was a big deal, but there's also a lot of buzz around this new turkey vest from the guys at Tethered partnering with the Hunting Public. And Aaron showed us his, Aaron Warbritten showed us his turkey vest in the booth. Uh, but really a nice, little lightweight compact turkey vest and it's kind of built off the upland bird hunting style it's more of a lightweight strap vest uh coming out it'll be out here in the next few weeks i guess and uh, just a really lightweight they're calling it the m2 m2 turkey vest and it's i think it stands for mobile and modular you can really tweak it lighten it up add stuff to it you can take the turkey the turkey bird bag off the back and put a backpack on it there's a lot of different options but, again, really designed to fit snug to you, not be hanging off and shaking loose and rattling around, making lots of noise, uh, but fit you really nice and tight. So really slick vest for the running gun style hunter, the new M2 from Tethered and the hunting public, a little collaboration effort they've got going on there. Stopped in to talk to guys at Tetra. We always like catching up with Luke because, man, he's just a good dude. I've had the chance to hunt with him. He's running things over there at Tetra. I say he's running things. He probably wouldn't say he's running things, but as far as I'm concerned, he's he's running things for the boss man there at Tetra. And those Tetra units, man, they're pretty cool. I got to use those last year for the first time. And, I mean, whether you're losing your hearing or just want some enhancement, I'm kind of in the middle there. My ears aren't as good as they used to be. Uh, they're not bad, but, you know, it's kind of the middle of the road right now. But I put those things in, and, and just it's crazy how much better you can hear things, like stuff you wouldn't hear normally hens popping off on the roost or hens just starting to wake up and do that little tree yelp i couldn't hear with my ear you know just my naked ear but i put them tetra buds in and all of a sudden i'm hearing those sounds out there and it's it's pretty wild so check those guys out at tetra that's pretty pretty cool stuff we stopped in at mossberg and saw our buddy sarah there mossberg has got several new shotguns they've got a little 20 gauge That's their uh, pistol grip, and there's some automatic, and, man, we're going to have one of those. It's got a little 22-inch barrel on it, and Mossfield Greenleaf. Slick little gun, and uh, we've been shooting one of their 20-gages for a number of years now. Last year, we ran all pretty much 410 for all the birds we killed, but I'm going to get my hands on one of these little 20-gages. Like I said, it's got a little pistol grip, really compact, super light, super tight. Man, just a good-looking little gun. Jeb's Chokes. Got to see our buddy Gary. Mr. Gary, he's a lot of fun. What did he tell Easton this year?
1: No puking, yeah, no he, puke.
0: He pointed over there to Easton on the first day and said, hey, boy, no puking, because he got a kick out of that. I think we puked pretty close to his booth last year there at Jeb's, and so he was telling who he now refers to as pukeopotamus. He said, man, no puking, boy. And we made it this year. Easton didn't throw up this year. He didn't get sick. It was a good, clean run for us the whole time. Nobody got sick. Nobody puked. This, that was kind of the first in a number of years that nobody got sick. And so uh, There
1: was one girl that got oh, sick. Oh, yeah.
0: Dude, yeah. She puked right mm-hmm. there, right off the bat. First five minutes of the show. Actually, we were standing in line. We were at the Moss Yoke booth. We were getting ready to video and take some pictures of the dude that stood there and waited there for the first to be the first in line. And we just kind of videoing and taking the picture, kind of covering the launch of the, the Mr. Fox vest. And one of you, I don't know if you were Easter. It was like, me. Yeah. You're like, Dad, the girl behind us is puking. And she was blowing chunks. All the excitement maybe all the people, whatever it was. And I mean, the show hadn't even started and that girl's just blowing chunks right there behind us. And it was right there, that little country outdoors or the, whatever that country music, I think it's country outdoors or whatever that, that big booth in the campfire. Have all the nice chairs set up around the little fake campfire there. Such a nice cozy setting, beautiful setup. And man, it's just a perfect place just to sit and hang out and talk. And she blew chunks all over everything right there. That was mm-hmm. great. I love it. Somebody's got to be puking. If you're not puking, you're not having a good time. And fortunately for us, it was some other little girl. But Jeb's Chokes is a good one, man. Those are guys, Those guys are partners with us as well. I, I love who they are, what they stand for. And, man, they're making some killer turkey chokes. We've been running those for several years now in our guns. And um, just, just a gum tight pattern. You combine that with that TSS, and, man, you better watch out because it's It's some tough stuff on them, and you get one up there too close between the TSS and a good super tight choke there from Jeb's, Uh, well, you better watch yourself. You might turn up and miss one if they get in there too close. I don't like to let them get that close, but good dudes over there at Jeb's. Really appreciate what they do and how they support our programs and the kids' programs we do in our ministry. So check out Jeb's. Be sure to give them a look. All right, Rimbo, we're going to shut this one down. Guys, thanks so much for listening again this week as we just kind of rehash and recap our time at the NWTF show for 2023. You see it everywhere you go. Nashville turns into Turkey Town for three days during this show. It's just a place to be. So make sure to mark it on your calendar. Be there next year. Hey, guys, thank you so much for following along each week. I can't thank you enough. If you get a minute, take the time to leave us a rating, write us a review really appreciate you doing that check out huntingroots.com see what's going on with upcoming events camps where we're going to be next also you can check out the merch that's there caps t-shirts and hoodies we got hoodies in mossy oak tree stand mossy oak green leaf the hunting roots hoodie there's some caps i think a few caps left there as well those items always help us when you purchase those things it helps further the calls man it helps support our programs activities Camp's coming up. We've got a turkey camp coming up. Actually, we're just two weeks away from our Tennessee turkey camp here. It's going to be a big time. So if you've got a student, 10 to 15, send them on, man. This is just a teach and train style event. It's going to be awesome. Looking forward to it coming up real soon. Guys, thanks so much again. As always, we appreciate you following along.
1: Shoot straight. God bless.
0: Oh, Remy shuts it down.